Welcome back to Weaves and Weights, the podcast. This is the mobile edition. Uh, we're on the road back from Anime NYC 2022. And uh, it was a hell of a weekend. But I'm your host, Nick Orfanos, as always. And I am joined today by a friend of mine who I kind of roped into coming down to like be my cameraman, uh, Dylan. Dylan, hello. Welcome. Welcome to the first time on the podcast, I think, right? Uh First time caller, long time listener. Good to be here, <laughs> Mr. Orfanos. Dylan, what's your what's your what's your question of the day, man? Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I have a question. Um, how did you get your calves to look like baby cows? Uh, they're fake. It's all it's all a lie. It's all a lie. I I, I just want to bet. Uh, I thought it was all silicone, and I was right. <laughs> yeah, man. So first off, thank you for coming down. By the way. Of course, uh, of course. I mean, said that a million and two times to you, but uh, I, I can't uh, uh, miss an opportunity for a free anime convention. Yeah, and honestly, like even though we were there doing uh, interviews and covering everything and stuff like that, and uh, it was still an absolute blast, absolute blast. It, um, it was. You know, I, I I feel like I tend to to thrive in those like hectic environments. You know, yeah. I like being busy. I like. Uh, I don't know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Yep, yep, um, yep. So it was good. It was a good time. Yep, and we, um, I think it's a millennial thing. I think we're all just so used to being like, you know, we were in school, we were in college, and we were like, oh, yeah, my paper's due at midnight. It's 11.58, and somehow we wrote like a 400-page research paper in two minutes, you know? Remember remember those days? Uh, a little too well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that happened to me um, back in October going to the Ren Fair. Uh, it was like the day before uh, and I, I had talked to my brother because we were going to be doing matching uh, Scottish knight uniforms for, for Highland a weekend at the Ren Fair yeah. uh, and we talked about making a shield maybe making swords and it was the day before I'm like crap I haven't made these yet <laughs> so when it's like it's like kind of cold out I go to my backyard and I bang out two sh- swords two shields in like a few hours uh, totally just off the brain, off the dome, uh, made totally out of wood, out of just, like, scrap wood I had lying around. Yep. And I just went into, like, Matt Damon, born, J- Jason Bourne mode, where, like, my body acted on its own. My mind was firing on, like, all cylinders. All my neurons were talking to each other. Um, and I just, like, got that shit done. Oddly high quality in, like, next to no time. And it's all because it was, like, that last minute like hoorah yep yep that's the cosplay curse man like every cosplay that I've ever talked to and it's just always been like oh the cosplay is due in a week and I need to hammer this this ish out you know Um, but and and that's and that was the difficult thing about coming this weekend now I want to get into cosplay because of you know making stuff for the rent fair and now seeing all the all the stuff at, at anime NYC now I'm like crap I have to I have to channel my uh, uh, my piece of workness uh, into you know making cosplay now. Yeah, well, one step at a time. You know, we'll find, figure something out, and grab yeah. it and go. You know, grab it and go. Yeah. yeah. Anime NYC. So this is my first time, our first time going down to Anime yep. NYC. Um, we're on the road, so if you hear some um, eighteen wheelers drive by, that's why. So, but could have also been the Chipotle we ate. No, that's definitely not the Chipotle we ate. Uh, but um, what a good con. Just good con. overall from head to toe. Um, 
So Anime NYC started, I think, five years ago it was. And that's without including, like, the two years of quarantine stuff. And they've expanded to a whole floor of the Javits Center. The Javits Center is where New York Comic Con happens as well. And they take up, like, the whole building. Um, and it was... They had Artist Alley. They had a Japanese food hall of sorts. They had... Uh, they had an Natasha Car Show in there. A, like, a bunch of the big-name guys was there. I mean, we had... Toy Animation was there. Bondi was there. Bondi had a big, big booth. The biggest booth that's ever been at NYC that was the Gundam Expo. And it was all the Gunpla. They had a bunch of um, online exclusives that you could buy there as well. And only in a bunch of exclusives only for the convention. Uh, Anipolex was there. Viz Media was there. There was Genshin Impact people everywhere. It was everywhere. absolutely crazy. Uh, and it was amazing. Absolutely. I don't know how else to say that. You know? Um, yeah, it was... It was uh, you know, the, the quality of Booth, I think, was really cool. Yes. Um, yep. I mean, this was my... You know, second convention, so I don't I don't have a lot to, to to go off, but like, you know, you you go to things and you see that there are like technical difficulties or mm -hmm. um, uh, props fall down, things uh, go awry, but I, people I, stealing cardboard cutouts and sprinkling uh, across the convention. Yeah. You know? That may or may not have happened, uh, <laughs> not for us, um, but uh, you know, I, I everything seemed sort of like flawless. You know, I, I was taking a lot of things for granted um because it, every, every every booth was just like delivering at such a, a high quality yeah yeah and and so one thing that happens at i mean this is anywhere you go whether it's conventions whether it's uh meets like lifting meets competitions mm. whatever it is yep. you're always going to get a mix of characters where like there's certain people that are like dicks and they yeah. don't want to talk to you or whatever and like that's the worst feeling when you go up to a booth and you want to get information and like not even as press where we were this week, like how we were this time, like as, as consumers and yeah, like, yeah. they just don't want to, they don't want to be there. They don't want you to be there. And it's just like, why are you here? You know, like you make the experience just bad, but not a single time. I don't think a single time we went up to a booth to either look at stuff or like get an interview or whatever it was. Anyone was mad. Are sad like it was a the energy of this whole convention was so positive most of the time when we you know just went up to a booth just to like buy something or like talk to them they would be the ones to notice that we had press badges and they would strike up the conversation about oh what are you guys about like what's what's your company um and so it was it was i don't know very nice because like they were there trying to to do their own thing and, yep. and, and sell whatever yep but at the same time they were like genuinely interested in what we had going on and i was honestly very surprised on the feedback of like when people would ask like what do you stand for and like me having to explain like well you know what weaves and weights is yeah you know and like what i started and stuff like that and like the the i, I it's surreal man I, I use that word way too much in like all the videos and podcasts and stuff like that but like it really is surreal to like tell someone like your vision and what you what you're trying to create and them sit there and be like fuck yes that is awesome and you know? a lot of the time for them to say like dude what you guys are trying to do is exactly what i dealt with you know yes yeah because they i mean like it didn't matter what whether it was one of the artists whether it was whatever you know it was 
Uh, it was it was just yeah, it was great. So before we start like you know kick, patting ourselves on the shoulders, yeah. you know a little <laughs> bit more, um, let's get into the actual convention a little bit. What was your favorite part of the whole convention? What was my favorite part? Um, I don't. I think I liked um, the the artists. You know? Okay. I think it was, what was really interesting to me was seeing so many different takes, so many different applications of art style, um, but with, like, the same media, right? You know, yeah. see, seeing, uh, like, the Tanjiro drawn in so many different ways by so, so many different types of artists, and it, all, like, almost always looking like a totally unique super cool piece of art yeah. um uh, and you know and for me having an art background it's like it's hard to uh i don't know have your own like voice with something yeah um and you could like you could totally see that um from booth to booth you know each each artist had a voice and it was a uh, it was really cool and, and and like in keeping with like with the spirit of the anime or with the yeah. game or with anything else while also putting their own like little twist on it yeah, uh, it, it, so there's going to be a YouTube video. There's going to be a handful of YouTube videos about NYCC. NYCC. NY. God, New York. Oh, my God. New York. <laughs> anime. What was it? Anime, <laughs> anime NYC. NYC. Jesus. God, I am tired. This is. Why did we do this in the car? Um, <laughs> but so Anime NYC, like Artist Alley was massive. I mean, yep. that whole sector that it was. So it, yep. like the way that the way the convention was set up is like you walked in through the main doors um, and there was, there was kind of two main ports that you got into, but the big main one you walked into and there was Bandai Namco with Bon Presto and like all of like their figurines. And then right in the back was the big Gundam booth. And they had these two really big Gundams out front. They had Gundam Ariel and they had Gundam Wing up there, obviously like because Witcher Mercury is brand new. And they had, I mean, Gundam Wing is probably arguably the most famous of the Gundams. I mean, even people that don't watch Gundam know Gundam Wing, you know? Including um, me. Including, yeah, I mean, including Dylan. I'm trying to convince him to get into some Gundam stuff. I'm on board. I and am luckily, on board they did do an airing of the epilogue. Uh, sorry, prologue. Wow, prologue. Dude, I'm, I'm dead. My <laughs> brain is dead. Uh, the prologue of Witch of Mercury. And Dylan got a little piece of that, and I think that kind of enticed him a little bit to get into it, which is good. Um, and then that whole area, that's where like Anipolex was, that's where Toei was. There was a bunch of figurine stuff, there's some do dojin stuff in the corner, but there wasn't too much of that. Um, and then as you shifted off to the side, it was just figures, merch. Um, there's some VTubers hanging out and stuff like that, doing that stuff. And then it went into Artist Alley and the Atasha Car Show, and that whole area was just a great flow of things, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it was nice how it was, like, things were segmented. There were, like, individual sorts of, like, neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, but then besides that, things were also kind of, like, scattered about in other, um, you know, other areas of the place. Like, you didn't only get art in, artist, in you know, the, the artist valley section. Um, you had some in some of the other sections. You didn't only have figurines, like, at the, like, at Toei or at Bandai, like, um, I think there was a, a healthy mix of everything everywhere while also having that kind of like segmentation into neighborhoods. Um, 
So it was kind of scattered though, because there was a lot of things that got like pushed. Like, that's most cons. I'm, now we're just describing what a convention is, you know. <laughs> uh, but one thing that surprised me a lot was the presence of like tabletop stuff. There were a good there was few. a handful there of, was a of good tabletop few. stuff going on. Um, Especially me as like now getting into, I don't know, being a nerd uh, as like a maker, getting into woodworking yeah. and, and everything else. It was cool seeing some of the tabletop stuff. Um, yeah, there were some really cool ideas with like uh, 3D printed metal die that were like yeah. hollow. They had like dragons in them yeah. and stuff like that. Like there was some really good creative stuff that was out there. Um, I don't even think we saw everything. I mean, every day we kept seeing new shit. It was. Yeah, I know. There was like one section of the Artist Alley that I went through today that I realized I hadn't visited at all. Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also had a, um, staying on the gaming topic, they had a whole arcade section in the back oh, corner. Oh, yeah. And it was all old, imported Japanese cabinets. Yep. And there was just an absolute influx of lines of people just hanging out. There was an army of people. It was crazy, but it was so cool to see those cabinets because, like, American cabinets, American arcade cabinets are just not the same. Like, Japanese cabinets are built to almost, like, immerse you, even the old ones. It feels like they're a little bit more rounded, a little bit more space bubbly, where, like, you kind of feel, like, a little bit more, like, drawn into it. And just, like, being at that was so cool to have. Because, I mean, that's, that's a big dream, obviously. You, get you, to Japan and, like, get yeah. those, you know. But I think you took the words out of my mouth. Like, thinking back to the memory of watching those people play, it looked like they were being, like, sucked into the screen. Yeah. Just, like, the way it was built, the way that you sit, the way that you play, um... You're just like, a, like a part of the cabinet. Yeah. And also, there were uh, uh, a good few number of uh, different like food stalls right next to the arcade area. Yeah. Because we know gamers like to snack. Big time, big time snack. There was a couple. Uh, there was a couple. You'll 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 probably see a little bit of these videos and stuff like that. But there was a uh, like a chocolate company that was there. Uh, that's right. That's right. Copper Shore. Copper Shore, I think that's that was the name. Yeah, was the name of it. Um, I don't want to open up a business card while we're driving here, but um, and they were amazing, and they had they had these truffles that uh, kind of looked like um, uh, give me a break. I don't know if I I don't want to like you know give any issues. You know, uh, you say the first one. I'll say the second let's second. just say. Yeah, so it looked like that, and it was yeah. like um, and they were like thirty percent less sugar. It was 100 calories per stick and stuff like that, but they also had an anime-themed box, yeah. uh, which cool. we, we, I, we actually got one, so we'll have to do a, a, little, a little fun thing with that at some point. We'll, we'll get some footage out for you party. guys, too. Um, yeah, I know. But, they had, like, a, like a, a, a Nezuko-looking one. I think they had, like, a, a, a Naruto bar. Um, all the, like, yeah, the, they weren't named that, but they were, they, like, they yeah, had they, to, like, they, deal with, you yeah, know, normal stuff. Yeah, they had, the like, stuff, Demon but. Bar and, like, yeah. Ninja Bar. And it was spelled, like, it was spelled, like, Damon, like, like, D-E-A, like, that's a coding term, isn't it? Demon? Uh, D-A-E-M-O-N, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's how they spelled it, too, and it was, like, oh, very, like, yeah. So they, like, you know, messing around with that kind Yo, of stuff. Yo, shout out but, to Docker Containers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right next to those. Um, I think my favorite part of all of it, I mean, to be fair was being part of a Guinness World Record thing. Like, hey. We were trying to cover, so uh, the Gundam Expo had a world record attempt that they did, and uh, Adam Savage from Mythbusters was there to do it live with them, and they basically, we had 
243 people that participated. I think it was like 268. No, it was more than that. You're right. It was 270 yeah. something because there was 30 downstairs. So what they yeah. were going for for the Guinness World Record was most people at one time building plastic robot models. And there was different venues. So there was an upstairs area that they had a bunch of tables at that everyone got it, the, the sat down at. And then downstairs at the expo, they had Adam Savage on stage streaming to his YouTube. And they had like 30 spots, like kind of like VIP area for certain people that got to sign up ahead of time and get approved. And uh, we were covering it. And they were just like coming up and they were like, there's room upstairs. Go upstairs and build the Gundams now. And we were like, all right. <laughs> so we went upstairs. Um, and uh, some of the uh, Bondi higher-ups actually came over and sat at our table because we were the last ones and built some of the Gunpla with us. And it was an absolute blast. Um, it, was, it was my first time building a model. My, it was my first time building technically a Gunpla. I, I, I don't even know if I built models back in the day. I definitely did some like the basic stuff like I, we, okay, all, we all did legos bionicles stuff like that i love know? putting together ikea furniture oh yeah you know, i just i have a time. i have a weird knack i think for like following build instructions mm. um another another uh odd skill of mine untangling wires okay if you ever need to untangle something you call me deal deal but yeah and so spoiler alert they did we did. We, I guess. we, we were part yeah, of we. we it's did. we. We're part of Bondi. We're waiting for our name to be on the Guinness World Record. Nick and um, Dylan, world record holders, participated. Yeah, number 241 and 242. Thank you for being here. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and so we did build the record. Or break the record. Build the record. We built <laughs> the record we with Adam this Savage. Record. Spoiler alert. Built this record on Gunpla. Uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, so uh, we broke a we broke a Guinness World Record. That was really cool to be part of as well. And that whole expo was phenomenal. I mean, we were able to get in there and like walk around and talk to some people and see all the different gunpla and the different grades and stuff like that. And I bought one because I wanted to. And I'm very, especially after doing the entry grade for the the world record attempt. Like I was sitting there and like the second I clicked together the first total piece and like the torso was done. I was sitting here like this is a problem. Like that was so satisfying, you know. Now you like you see why people get into it. Big time, you know? big time. So I have I got an OG Gundam, like the original Gundam, and we're gonna I'm gonna probably stream that a little bit, and we're gonna do some stuff with that too. So take a look at that if you guys are interested. But they're so if you're interested in any kind of like model building, puzzle building stuff like that, check out any of Bondi's stuff because. All those Gunplas, they're not made like old models. Because, like, back in the day, you would buy a model. You had to paint it, put the stickers on. You had to glue it together. There was no articulation to movement. And now everything is you buy the box, you open the box, everything you need is in there. You don't need nippers. You don't need glue. You don't need paint. It's already pre-made and ready to go. And you put it together. And basically every grade is uh, – they went through this whole thing with us. That's the only reason I know this information. Um <laughs> Every grade higher you go up is like more detail, more parts, more complicated, more um, connections, more yeah, uh, more, more articulation. articulation. Usually like larger in size, yeah, Dip bigger in size. The yeah. perfect grades, I think, it's the perfect grades. Yes, See, the perfect and the master grades are like massive. They're like the size of they're like probably the height of like your torso. Yeah. Some of them, and they have like human like movement there. And if you don't want to build them and you just like Gundam, they also have action figures as well. We're selling this. Room. We had a really good time. We had a really yeah. good time at the Gundam booth. We, so, we we made some really good connections. We had a lot of fun just like 
shopping and, and participating that uh, it's it now it's hard not to sell it. And and for me as like and you not, want to like you want you to. Want like they were to. so welcoming and so it, excited I, about that. It's stuff. like wanting a, like a friend to. It's like going like watching a friend do like a like a like a pickup basketball game and like fucking and rooting for them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like you we 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 want good things for, for this corporation now yeah. because we had such a good experience and they but that was that's on them like they did they did just a yes. good job and yes. like all of those groups were together like viz is like the big like you know like they do a lot of the the manga stuff and they do a lot of that production side of stuff toei does a lot of the animation stuff you know like even toei we were we were hopefully we were hoping to get an interview with them and unfortunately like just didn't have the time to do it today because it was the last day um, but even they were so welcoming. They were like, hey, you can't do it today, but come here. Come get some free shit. And they were so nice. Um, speaking of Toei, that booth was awesome. They had, I mean, it's they were really cool the merch. Monkey D. Luffy. Oh, yeah. Which you've, everyone's probably seen at this point. Their merch was very high quality. I ended up getting a, a, a fanny pack, a Gohan fanny pack. So many people are going to rage at me because I'm a Gohan fanboy. But you didn't grow up with me watching Gohan kick Cell's ass. You don't know also, how, what that effect yeah, had on Being you know? like, being a, a pre-teen teen, watching teen Gohan, you're like, I want to be that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Toei was was great. Um, and again, really great people. Um, Nick, shout out to Nick. If you listening shout to out to Nick. He was an absolute... A, a gem S-tier of a human being. He was just every. I, I don't know. Like we're just sitting here talking about how like anime NYC was just like an absolute. Like this was like a powwow of friends. That's it, basically it's, all it was. It, I mean, like I, 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 I hope all of the other conventions are like this because They're now, be. now I feel, I, I feel spoiled because like I, I went to this. Now I'm like, oh crap! I, I have to like. I don't care what it costs now. I'm going to more of these because I like. I want to experience. But it doesn't this mean again. that we can't bring that happiness with us. That's a, that is it. Damn. Be healthy, good. stay healthy, keep uplifting each other, Dylan. What does what, what is what is weaves what does weaves and weights stand for? What did I create if you're not gonna personify that, man? God damn it, you're right. That's Dave. right, that's right. You get that mustache curled up. But <laughs> um, there was also well, you know what, speaking of the mustache, we might as well mention this at this point. We were just aimlessly walking around on the first day getting some like vlog stuff, and we walked by like the hentai booth. Like the, the the Dojin hentai booth, yeah, and this, we the did. guy that was behind the desk was just like, "Hey, you have a nice mustache. Why don't you have it curled?" And then like the whole day, Dylan was just like self conscious about his mustache. <laughs> and the next day we got up to go in, and he we were, waxed we were, that bad. We boy. were getting ready in the morning. Nick was up a little bit earlier than me. I was up a little bit later. He's like sitting on his computer. I take my shower. I'm getting ready. I pop out of the bathroom mustache in full curly bloom nick looks up from his laptop he's, he just he just nods and he's like yeah i know why you did that yeah, yeah, yeah. uh it was it was it was hard not to feel the peer pressure i i brought the wax with me like why didn't i use it on day one yeah but all i mean right. of, of all people to like get uh i don't know a comment from the the, the hentai booth you know yeah of maybe, course it maybe maybe it holds extra weight or maybe uh maybe i should have brushed it off who knows either way I love my mustache, and other people need to experience it. What's the what's the famous porn star's name? Ron Jeremy, right? Ron Jeremy. Yeah, you know he saw you with the mustache. He's like, "This is a nasty man. He wants to be over here with us." But uh, yeah, man, it was it was phenomenal. There was a lot of like up upcoming stuff that they released too. I mean, like back to the Toei booth real quick. Um, I mean, like they had 
a bunch of One Piece Red stuff. There was um, that time I reincarnated as a slime. They had a Ugh, they had a the movie. It wasn't a premiere, but it was like a teaser. They did a clip or something like that. Um, they did so. Panels were done very differently this year. That's a big point to make. Uh, we didn't cover any panels because you had to apply ahead of time, and then they did a raffle draft and they just picked random names and those people are the ones that got the seating. So it wasn't first come first serve. And so, so what, what applied are you, for those and didn't get any of them. What so, are your thoughts on that system, by the way? You know, so that's a tough one, right? Like it feels like it's gatekeepy, but at the same time, like there are people that go to these and, and there's something to be said about this, right? It's like, you know, like on back in the day when like GameStop would have a midnight release and you actually have to stand outside, yep. right? Like, people would go and they're like, I want to go to this panel only, right? And they would go and they would set up a tent and they would sit there with a hibachi grill and hang out and wait until the panel opened and they would get their spot. Yeah. Because it was first come, first serve. But that means that these people spent money on a badge to come for, for one thing. a panel. And they, and depending on the, day, the time of the panel, like, some of these people would, like, come at door opening and sit there until... Four for a panel, like, I, like this is a thing that happens. So especially think, in the in, in the in the cold that was this convention, waiting outside. Well, I'm not even talking about to get in. I'm talking about in the panel rooms, like yeah. outside the panel rooms, because yeah. it used to be first come first serve. Yep. Right. So, like that to do that, it takes away from the value that you can get out of the convention. So I do think that them doing the raffle system. Honestly, it might be a good thing because now it's like, listen, like, yes, it's random and you might not get what you want out of it, but you might not be able to not, not that you might not get into the panel to, to listen to what you want to like, go to these certain panels and stuff like that. However, now you have the ability to be like, I, I get to go to this panel and now I can go and enjoy the, the convention. Like yeah, you're giving yeah, these people yeah. that like burn a whole day to just sit there and meet one person or listen to one person to motivate them. Which is the whole point of a lot of that stuff. But what if they don't get picked for the raffle? Then they don't get picked, but they can still go and go to the go to the convention and still enjoy the convention. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like yeah, there's a give and take, right? Like you might there's ruin someone's life. Not ruin someone's life, but <laughs> yeah. you might ruin someone's day because they didn't get to go and see Markiplier at a that has nothing to do with anime, but you know, go see, you know, Gunpla Melly at a at a a panel, but then they ruin their whole day because they can't yeah. go, you know, they don't get to experience more things. And maybe they want to see other stuff. And, like, maybe they want to buy something and it got sold out because they had to sit there all day. So, I don't know. It's, 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 a, tough, it's a tough give and take. But I think yeah. it's not a bad thing. But I also yeah. think that if there's enough people that they see consistently sign up for certain types of panels, that gives them the A-OK to understand and know we're going to need, if we're going to do this kind of panel, we're going to need a bigger room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, I think, is going to give a little bit more, you know, understanding to what's going on as well, as long as they start doing, like, some kind of data collection on that, you know? Yeah, and, so, and that's, like, uh, that's a good point. I feel like that's it's an easier way to collect data than, like, to sort of estimate how many people are waiting in line, right? Yeah. At least you know for sure, like, 400 people signed up for this panel where we only had 100 spots, as opposed to, like, how do you, you know, really accurately count an, an, an amoebus blob of people waiting that are all kind of like rushing to get in and you can't accurately count them. Right. You know? Because like PAX East, like, I think, so I think PAX does it a little differently. It's been, I, I don't remember, um, 
but I believe packs would have like a lineup area, but I think that they would wave people off and be like, you can't line up yet until a certain time. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not because I do think that they had like the areas kind of tape off normally. So I don't quote me on that. So I think it depends convention to convention and what the space is, you know? Yeah. That's a good so, point. cause I mean like the Boston convention center, right? The seaport, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of panel space, a lot of panel space. Uh, yeah. And like, with this convention, that's a good point, actually. This is a very good point to bring up, too. This convention hall, it's all union. So it is, if it's 10 to 4, it's open the doors at 10. Clo- like, lights are turning off at 4 to get everybody out. Yeah. You know? So, and then nothing else is going on. Where the Boston Convention Center, like, usually with, um, usually with packs, what they'll do is they'll go, okay, op- doors open at 10. The floor closes at six, but most of those halls that are open, like the game, the gaming room where you can go and play, like all the, like there's a tabletop rooms. They have the gaming room where they have all the Xboxes, the Playstations, the Game Cubes. They'll have tournaments. They have panels, and those are going usually until like 10, 11 sometimes, yeah, depending yeah. on the day, you know. So that I think there's a give and take with that, where like New York has specific rules and the convention hall has specific rules for the Javits Center, where Boston doesn't have that that restriction or they allow for certain things as long as they're getting the money in order. Or and, and it's probably know? also on a convention by convention basis, right? So I feel like you uh, have to you, yeah. you, you might have to uh, you know, temper your expectation per convention do your research, see like how things are handled um, for that event um, just to see like I don't know, what to expect. Yeah. But yeah, I think what you, you you brought up a good a good point that you know kind of gives me pause of like, you know, you kind of sort of screw the person who like is dedicated to getting in line early, while also um, I don't know, uh, not screwing the person who might get in line, but um, you know the last person let in is the person right before them, and they get turned away after waiting. You know, an hour and a half for nothing, right? Or or all day. Like, or all day. Right? Yeah. Like, what's the difference there? You so know, like if anything, that's more defeating. Where this is like, okay, you apply X amount of weeks ahead of time, and if you get the raffle, then you know ahead of time. Yeah. And if that was the only reason you were going to go to the convention, don't get a ticket. Don't you maybe maybe spending whatever the price was for it wasn't wasn't worth it if you're going only for that. Yeah. Because that's tough, right? But. And you're never gonna make everybody happy, right? So there's there's that too. That's that's just the the token of life. So yeah. it's, but yeah, I think I think, I, I don't I don't hate it. Let's put it that way. I don't hate yeah, it, so. yeah. It's I I think it's a it's a thing worth exploring, and I know why they're doing it, and I'm uh I'm glad they're experimenting it. Yeah. 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 But what else, man? What else? What else should we get into? I mean, we got a lot of footage. We got a lot of editing that uh, that well, I got a lot of editing that I got to get done. <laughs> I'm not making my friend come and help me edit, but um, I, I might uh, clock some hours here and there. We'll yeah, see. So, but um, there's gonna be there's gonna be some really good interviews. We got a lot of good information, a lot of inspirational stuff from people. Um, man, uh, we bought a lot of stuff. Bought a lot of stuff. Spent a, a dropped a lot of, of dollaroos. Bought a lot of stuff. So, um, uh, tried to. To, to uh, start a figurine collection, big, yep. big big theme of the weekend. Yep, yep. Which happened with a gunpla build and some other things, but uh, um, yes, a, a, a huge Deku uh, figurine. Yep, yep. Had to get my boy, you know. But 
Sometimes you just gotta go full Cowan. A lot of art too, man. Bought a lot of art. I mean, we don't have to go back to Artist Alley on that, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's um, uh, uh, something I was thinking about earlier when we were talking about it. Kind of like a, a, a difference, I think. You know, based on the one time I went to PAX East, um, it seemed like they had a, a like a big emphasis on Artist Alley. Like it seemed like there were like a lot more art booths than than I sort of remember at PAX. Um, yeah, PAX isn't the place for it, right? Yeah. So that's the that's the thing. And it's nice, you know. I, so I you know I listen to like D and D podcasts. There's always like a huge fan art scene with like these different. Um, uh, you know th- these different types of media that come out, um, and so it's always nice when you know, creators kind of like encourage artists um, because you know somebody loves like an anime, a game, or or a, a, a TV show so much that they're gonna like spend time making art about uh, for it. That's like that's a really good feeling as a creator. I I would think. Um, and so, like, by having, creator, you mean like, like, like animation studios, exactly, like, like the manga writers and artists, like those people, like that whole. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. like it's it's like a it, it's sort of like a really good compliment, so right? Weeb culture. You're saying like the weeb culture inspired. Exactly. Them to... So, like, a, like a good example. I, I listen to not another D and D podcast, and they have shout out. Shout out. Um, they have a an online store where they host fan made art, where they sell prints and t-shirts and stuff it's like a, a drop ship service um and the artists get all of the profits That's they, a great idea. they just they just host a, a, a space where they get to to sell fan arts based on you know their D show but like it's all artist made and, and they they get to keep all the profits it, it's it it's a fantastic idea like supporting not only your fans but the like the people who like proliferate your work through their work, um, and so it was nice, kind of like seeing that in the same way uh, at uh, at anime, uh, NYC this weekend. Did you just feel the word proliferate? Proliferate. Jesus, dude. Why, like, yeah, I've been reading the not, thesaurus in the car. That's crazy, man. I've uh, never, I, I've never used a word that big on the podcast. I think, you know, that's. Just wait until I start stuttering over like dog or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know those things with the with the four with legs, the tails, and they, yeah, they got those, and they go bow wow. Yeah, what the yeah. hell are those things called? So, what was your least favorite part, or like, or like, I I, I don't know, I don't know if least favorite is the the right. Like what phrase, didn't meet like, my expectations, or, um, or something like that. What was something that you were like uh, shocked about, or you know, you were like, oh, interesting X, you know, like that you were kind of like, I don't know about. Ooh. You go first. Okay, because I didn't. I, there wasn't really something that I disliked. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Um, maybe I wasn't looking hard enough. I, I mean, I know, I know you've been mentioning there hasn't there. You, that's where I'm going. Okay. No. Then I you was, finish your thought. I God was very it. surprised at the lack of manga. Yeah. There was a massive, massive lack of manga. And I guess it's tough when it's. I mean, it's called anime NYC. Right, but where's the anime? Where does from? anime that's, come from? That from, is, from manga. Yeah. That's where it is, right? And like, yes, there are anime that just start out as anime, and uh-huh. then they go in reverse and they end up creating a manga based off of it. Yeah. But, or like the game, like Genshin Impact. It's it's a video game. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a manga first. 
and I'm about to get like absolutely destroyed by the Genshin area. But like, that's a side of the anime side of it and the manga side of it that I've never even gone into. And Ace, if you're listening, one of our one of our followers, streamer, stuff like that, very very good friend of the podcast. He is a Genshin Impact streamer. And oh like, well. That is his world, and I have I've watched him a couple times and stuff like that, and I have no freaking idea <laughs> like about that side of it. Yeah. Right? The game is gorgeous. Yep. And everything about it's awesome. But like, where was the manga? There was a couple of things. There was um, there was a I don't remember the name. Of, I think it was Choppa, and it was a it was like a webtoons app. It was a reading app. It was a, it was oh, a manga app. Oh, I think it was called Tapas. 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 I think so. Yeah, Tapas. Yep. Um, and they they had a small booth and they had some uh, a couple of manga out there and it was the first printed version of one of their one of their web comics web comics yep. you know and that was there and there was a couple of booths that had stuff. there was like cheapmanga.com or something yeah, there was one was, other booth so i saw there was some but like there was no there was the presence. hentai section there was that right like the dojins and that's the thing is like i think a lot of these things are either like Web comics that got down. There was some stuff that was over there. I mean, we saw the Sword Hero stuff, but I don't think that or Shield Hero, excuse me, the Shield Hero stuff. And then oh, they had yep, like yep. the reprise of the Spear Hero and stuff like that. I love the anime. I've never read any of the manga, so maybe that there's like a connection to that. But that that didn't look like it was like legitimate stuff. I thought that were it's legitimate, but it's not directly correlated to the show or whatever. It was like the dojins of it. So like someone took it and created their own version of it right there yeah. was a lot of that stuff mm. so and not a lot of that stuff there was the sprinkling of it yeah yeah but i was i was just i was more surprised that there wasn't as much because there was that's one thing that i've been trying to get back into is like getting manga and reading it oh yeah like that's one thing that i've, I've missed for years is having the time to sit down and read and i've been trying to carve that time out you know and so i have friends who are really into into one piece they uh they they read the leaked version that gets uh, sent out God, like yeah two days before and then they like read the like the fan translation on top of like th- for some reason they, they can't wait like the extra 48 hours because yeah. they're like so uh so into it that they need to go through all these sketchy channels to, to like to, to to feed their their addiction a little yeah, bit early yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but i mean it's just like it's a testament to like i don't know how uh uh prolific uh <laughs> uh like manga uh manga uh, re- <laughs> manga artist uh, readers are um, and like how I don't know how how big it is for I don't know like the anime culture as a whole you know yeah and again like yeah anime is a lot more uh, digestible snackable right so it's I think that's why it's getting a little bit bigger because people just don't have time or aren't don't know how to figure out time to sit down and read I think there are people that that can and do it and they want to, but it's just, you know, I think it's a lot harder for people when there's so much going on and they're trying to get stuff done, you know? It's tough, I think, because, um, I don't know, from from what I hear from people, it's easy to, like, breeze through a chapter of manga, right? Oh, yeah, Because you really, you just skim it, you get, like, these tidbits of, like, the talking bubbles and the narration... Um, but you really, you just like flip through it, uh, you digest it, and you go on. I'm so, going gonna, gonna to disagree with you. Okay, well. Because when I read manga, like, uh-huh. even though it was fast, yeah. right? Like, I would, like, we would go to Barnes & Noble with my mom, like, once every couple of weeks to get manga, right? Uh-huh. And 
I would read all like 14 books that we bought. It wasn't that many, but like everything that I purchased was gone that night. And I remembered every single thing. The things that I remember most, and maybe it was because I did it at a young age, right? Uh-huh. But like the things I remember most from the anime side of stuff was the anime was the sprinkling and the refresher for the things that I loved and I remember from the manga. I think I absorb more when I read stuff, and I think I forget uh, yeah, yeah, more but, when but, I watch but, the but anime. But but you are you saying you read them quickly though? They, they well they comics they're yes. comics right yes. so they read quick but they're they're meant for that. Yeah, but, but and, like, and so dude, I think it's I feel like, like it absorbed it more because like you oh, can get yeah. distracted watching something so easily. Oh totally. Where like when you're reading something, you're reading it, you're involved in it, and then something happens, you can come back to that. Not that you can't do that with anime. Uh-huh. But like it's a lot easier to just like let it go. Yeah, and then I, and I guess I guess what I'm saying is like I think manga is sort of bite-sized and snackable um, and it like it could be as I don't know, as digestible as you know uh, anime is perceived to be. Yeah. But I think it's like uh, this sort of like I don't know, difference in effort in a way where like <laughs> You have to find the manga. You have to like read it instead of just like plopping yourself on your couch and opening up Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, there's like different perceived effort. Um, even though I, you know, I think both of us are, are sort of agreeing that like you can rip through manga. You can like in most cases like uh, remember it more clearly, um, and you'll get like as good or an even better experience out of it than you would with anime. Um, yet there's this. Um, I don't know, this difference in people's minds yeah. for some reason. So you still haven't answered the question, though. Yeah, and so I think I was uh, you know, sort of thinking about it when you were talking about Genshin before, and uh, I think that would be my answer. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a habitual Reddit user, I would say, uh, and I always see Genshin Impact on the front page. Um, I'm not, I, I never understood why it like keeps showing up on the front page. It's like this, this, this fandom, this just like subreddit. Um, you know, how is it, like, so popular that it keeps showing up on my yeah. feed? Um, but uh, that that feeling was repeated again at Anime NYC with, like, there, this this hugely popular booth, this, like, crazy decorated booth that they had, and and seemingly every other person dressed up in a, uh, in a Genshin cosplay. Um, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, I guess, surprising to me that like I'm, I'm the seemingly the only one who's like not following this thing, um, and not, not playing it. I guess. Um, well, we're both, we're both gonna have to like get our hands on Genshin and actually try it. So yeah. like, you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to check back in later on that one. But, talk to your buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I have to talk to Ace, and uh, I've been talking. I've actually, I've been, we've been talking back and forth about like. Him forcing me to do it, so we're gonna have to. He'll have to hook us up with some, uh, with some, some waifus, arm, dude. <laughs> some waifus with some yeah. collectible waifus. <laughs> that's but, why I play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's that's a, but like that's another thing. Like people love collecting stuff, right? That's why the virtual freemium app stuff is so crazy. But, oh yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, so, well, we're uh, we're finally pulling up to home here, so right. we'll uh. Let's uh let's wrap this up a little bit. And um so Anime NYC, I mean for the first first press coverage stuff, it was a phenomenal experience. Mets Could just not be fantastic people. And just everyone was so welcoming and wanted to do interviews. You know, everyone was so about that. So um if any if any if whoever's listening, I appreciate you guys like really being open to um, you know, doing that and stuff like that too. And for those of you who are looking for 
Um, the video on that, that will be out soon, uh, I promise. There's lots of editing to get through and stuff like that, but check it out. Well, YouTube's getting a little more active, so if you haven't gone over there yet, please, by all means, go give us a shout. Um, what do you think, Dill? You good to go? I think uh, I think we done good, kid. All right. Be healthy, stay healthy, keep uplifting each other, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye!